think that one thing we can all agree on is that life is difficult. Life is messy. It has challenges, struggles, and setbacks. We have conflicts with other people. We have tensions within ourselves. We have to face our own failures and our own setbacks. But when we come face to face with those moments, those struggles, and those failures, we have an important decision to make. Because, see, the, the important part is not that life is messy. Everybody's life has, has hard things in it. We all have that in common. But what's important is what we do in those moments when we come face to face with that. Where do we turn to? Who do we turn to? Or what do we turn to? That's the important question. And that's what the gospel today begins to open up for us. See, today we're faced with two very difficult and painful situations. First, we have Jairus. We have a a father whose little 12-year-old daughter is dying. Something that no parent should ever have to experience. And no matter what he does, nothing seems to be working. And this prominent official in the community, he can't, he can't do anything to help her. And so he's at a point of desperation. He's, he doesn't know where, he has nowhere else to go. Then we have the woman with a hemorrhage. She has a flow of blood that won't stop. And to really understand her situation, we have to unpack a little bit. Because for the Jewish people, blood was the seed of life. So if someone was bleeding, it was literally like life was draining out of them. So that meant that she was in a a ritually impure state. She was impure in the community. So that meant she couldn't participate in the life of worship of the community. She couldn't go to the synagogue. She couldn't touch anyone or anything without making them impure. No one could touch her without themselves becoming impure. Not even her friends, her husband, no one could touch her. So that meant she had led a life being completely isolated. Always kind of on the outskirts, not really having a place to fit in, never feeling welcome. Always having these, you know, cautious looks from people, you know, being asked to leave kind of thing. She never had a place to fit in. And no matter what she tried to do, whatever doctor she went to, they only made it worse. And for 12 years, it says, she lived like this. So understandably, she too, is, she's desperate. She has literally nowhere else to go. She doesn't know what else to do. And both of these people, Jairus and the woman, have every right to, to be angry and be bitter, to, to turn away from God, to blame him for doing all these things to them, to lash out at the world that's treating them so harshly. Or maybe they, they just kind of turn it on themselves. They could just lose hope. They could accept, this is just the way it's going to be. I can't do anything to change this. Nothing can change. And they just give in to that sense of despair and hopelessness. And I think, in a lot of ways, that we can, we can relate to, to the situations of these two. That isolation, that despair, or anger. With whatever messiness our lives happen to be. But today, in their lives... Something, something different's happening. And they're, they're brought to a decision point. Because that man, who they've heard so much about, is coming to town. That man who, who works miracles, who casts out demons, who preaches about God like no one's ever heard before. He's coming to town. They can feel the excitement building in the city. The crowds are building. People are talking. And they feel it. And then they see him walking down 
the crowds pressing upon him, all calling out to him. And they have a decision to make at that moment. They could stay turned in on themselves. They could give in to that, maybe the anger or the despair. Or they could reach out in faith. They could take, a, they could make, they could take that vulnerable risk. Because they don't know what's going to happen if they, if they call out to him or reach out to him. But they can take that, that, that leap of faith. And that's exactly what both of them do. So let's look at the woman. In that crowd, crowds aren't exactly the most peaceful of, of situations. So I'm sure Jesus is being jostled about. I'm sure everyone's calling out to him. There's a lot of commotion going on. But she touches him, and he, he notices that one. Out of everything going on, she, he feels that she touched him because she had faith. In the depth of her heart, she knew that things could be different. And somehow she knew that Jesus was the one to make it different. And that touch was was bold in itself because she was impure. She should have made Jesus ritually unclean by that touch. But look at what happened. The reverse happened. By that touch, she was made clean. So there's no amount of impurity or, or messiness or stuff that can affect Jesus, but what he does is that he comes to make those things clean. That's why he came. Jairus as well, he persevered obstacle after obstacle in his faith. As a prominent member, I'm sure he even got flack from his family for going to seek out this wandering, wandering preacher man from Jerusalem when he, he's, he's such a high-ranking member in society. And he falls down at his feet and begs Jesus to come. And even after he hears that his daughter's died, he perseveres. Jesus tells him, don't be afraid, just just believe, just have faith. And in the end, his daughter's healed. See, in a way, we're we're all like Jairus and the woman. We all have stuff in our lives that isolate us from each other, from our closest friends and family, maybe even our spouses, and from God. We all have that stuff that's common among all of us. But what Jesus does is he comes to show us two things. First, that these things aren't from God. That's just not how the way things are. The first reading makes it clear. God didn't make death. He didn't make all this stuff. It's just the result of sin, the result of the devil's influence in a broken world. But what Jesus does show us is that he comes to make that clean. He comes to encounter us precisely in that moment. In that moment of faith. Put yourself in the place of that woman. Imagine a moment in your life where you felt ashamed. Or where you felt isolated or angry. That's exactly how that woman felt. And then imagine, put yourself in her place. And imagine that this man, he's just ten minutes away. Jesus is coming. Would you reach out to him? Would you, would you go out to meet him? Imagine today that if Jesus was just 10 minutes away from coming here in your own life situations, would you reach out to him? Because today, that's exactly what happens. In 10 minutes, Jesus is going to be really present here in the Eucharist. And he wants not just to come here, but to come into you, to come into the mess of your life and to touch it and to make it clean. 
So today, at Mass and at every Mass, we have a decision to make. We can continue to try to turn in on ourselves, to rely on ourselves and our own self-sufficiency. We can try to turn to these things that we know won't heal, they won't satisfy us. Or we can turn to Jesus. We can reach out to him and touch him in faith like the woman did. We can fall down at his feet like Jairus did. And we can persevere in that belief that he can and will make, make us clean. Jesus is coming. Where are we going to turn?